if you want to avoid all the sickness this winter, the snotty noses, the coughs, the colds, the sleepless nights, the fevers, the Panadol and the antibiotics, the ear infections, the grumpy, tired kids, the days off work and school and childcare, are all those memories of last winter coming back? I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way this winter. I have a free online masterclass, three simple ways to boost your kids' immunity to avoid a winter full of sickness. It's on demand, meaning you can register and watch it straight away or watch it at a time that is convenient for you. Head on over to naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune and you will be able to sign up. In the masterclass, I am covering our natural, simple and effective approach to avoiding winter infections, how to boost your family's immunity with our proven three-step naturopathic strategy that is really easy for you to implement as a busy mum. We're going to talk about the immune depleters that you need to avoid so you're not wasting time and money building up your kids' immunity that is just being depleted by these common foods and environmental factors. I am sharing heaps of practical tips. I promise it will be an hour well spent. You can register again at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune. I can't wait to hear how you find it and to give you the tips to make this winter healthier. Welcome to the Natural Super Kids podcast, where you will discover practical strategies to inspire you to boost the health and nutrition of your kids. I'm Jessica Donovan, a qualified naturopath specializing in kids' health, and I want to make it as easy as possible for you to raise healthy and happy kids. Let's get into it. Hi guys, welcome back to the Natural Super Kids podcast. Today we have part two, continued on from last week, of vegetarian diet for kids. So if you haven't listened to part one, I'd probably pause and go back and listen to last week's episode where we start this conversation. Um, and in that episode, I cover some of the pros and cons to a vegetarian diet for kids. Um, and we specifically focus on protein, iron and vitamin B12. So in today's episode, I want to cover some of the other nutrients that we need to be thinking about when our kids are following on a vegetarian diet. Um, and some of these are not as well known. I think iron, B12, protein, they're the more well-known ones. Today, I want to talk about zinc omega-3, iodine, and calcium as well, which is more relevant to a vegan diet, the calcium, or vegetarians that are also dairy-free for whatever reason. You know, there's a lot of kids that are dairy-free because they have intolerances, sensitivities, allergies, or because dairy-free benefits some of their, you know, their health conditions like eczema um, is, is a big one. So... Let's talk about 
zinc, first of all. So zinc is one of my favorite minerals for kids. So important for so many different reasons. And I just see such great results when we start to increase zinc, um, either in kids' diets or in supplement form as well. So zinc is needed for growth and repair within the body and kids need that at a higher level than we do as adults. Zinc is also really important in healing. It's crucial in healthy immune function as well. Kids that are zinc deficient will get sick regularly and will have that slow recovery time when they do get sick. You know, those colds that everyone else like um, bounces back from quickly, but it tends to linger. That's a, that's a bit of a red flag for zinc deficiency. Zinc is also really important in gut function, lots of different in lots of different ways. It's really important in that intestinal integrity, um, and also for healthy stomach acid production. Just to name a few of those digestive functions that zinc has a role in, and zinc is also really important in neurological health, in brain function, in neurological function. So, kids with neurodevelopmental conditions, such as kids on the spectrum, kids with ADHD or kids with sensory issues um, can really benefit from upping their zinc intake as well. So, so many benefits and roles, particularly for kids when it comes to zinc. Now, food sources of zinc, there's definitely zinc found in both animal and plant sources. So, so, but it is something we need to be aware of because a lot of the higher concentration foods in zinc are animal sources. So, red meat, um, and seafood and and fish are good sources of zinc. And obviously, for kids that are following a veg- vegetarian diet, they don't have those foods in their diet. But the good news is we can also get zinc from legumes, which is also, as you remember from last week's episode, a really important source of protein for vegetarians. Um, nuts and seeds, particularly pumpkin seeds or pepitas are quite high in zinc. And again, nuts and seeds, that that important protein source for vegetarians. And zinc is also uh, found in eggs and dairy products as well. So be conscious of zinc. When our kids are low in zinc, they can get that, that um, lowered immune function, as I already uh, talked about. And another sign of low zinc is white spots on the fingernails. Now, one or two white spots can can sort of result from trauma to the nails, knocking to the nails. Um, but if your, your kids have multiple white spots on their nails, again, a red flag for zinc. And as always, Rather than self-prescribing or self-diagnosing these things, it is a great idea to get support from either a nutritionist or a naturopath, and we can certainly help out with online, really convenient online consultations here at Natural Super Kids. I'll be sure to pop the book and appointment page, a link in the show notes, so you can find that easily. Um, when it comes to zinc supplements, I like to... Generally, I I recommend a zinc chelate, C-H-E-L-A-T-E. So that's a particular form of zinc. The zinc is bound to an amino acid, which helps with the absorption of that zinc. So if you're thinking your child might benefit from a zinc supplement, number one, I recommend getting some professional support and guidance with that. And number two, look for a zinc chelate, um, which has a higher absorbability than a lot of other zinc supplements. 
All right, let's move on to omega-3 now. Omega-3 is, again, crucial for kids um, for lots of different reasons. So omega-3 is needed in every one of our cell membrane structures. So for, you know, healthy sort of energy exchange and waste exchange to happen within our cells, we need uh, good omega-3 levels. So our cell membranes, you know, soak up all that omega-3 and the omega-3 makes our membranes nice and, and healthy, which is important for overall health and well-being. Omega-3 helps to reduce inflammation in the body and it's often prescribed high doses of omega-3 for inflammatory conditions such as arthritis or eczema as an example because it really does help to bring down inflammation levels. And when we have we don't have enough omega-3 in our diet, um, we don't keep that that overall inflammation in check. So important in that regard. Omega-3 is also important for brain and nervous system function development. Um, so, you know, our kids' brains are developing at a, at a high rate, particularly when they're, when they're young and also um, when they're in utero. So omega-3 is one of those pregnancy and breastfeeding nutrients that's really important for mums to be taking, um, particularly in that last trimester, that third trimester of pregnancy, when a lot of that brain and nervous system development is happening. Um, so really important in that area. And omega-3 can really help to um, maintain healthy skin as well. As I said, it's a great it's a great nutrient to think about with those inflammatory skin conditions such as eczema that are really common in kids these days. So lots of important uses for omega-3. We do It is an essential nutrient, so we do need to take in omega-3 um, from the foods that we eat. Omega-3 can get a little bit complex. I won't go too far into detail about this, but um, there, are, there, are, there are three main omega-3 fatty acids. Um, EPA, and DHA, and then there's also one called ALA, um, alpha linoleic acid. And the plant sources of omega-3 um, are generally high in the ALA. Now, the ALA needs to be converted to EPA and DHA to be utilized by the body. So that's a downside of plant sources of omega-3. They contain the ALA, um, so it can be really tricky to get enough um, EPA and DHA, those omega-3s that are utilized by the body when we're not having any animal products in the diet. So sources of omega-3 include fish. I think we all know that fish and seafood are high in omega-3s. And of course, vegetarians, um, unless you're pescatarian, which is a, another subject altogether, do not have fish and seafood in their diet. So you're relying on a vegetarian diet, you're relying on those plant sources of omega-3. And um, the highest plant foods in omega-3 are walnuts, flaxseed or linseed, same thing, um, and chia seed. So you want to be focusing on getting plenty of these foods into kids' diets if your kids are anything like mine, they don't like walnuts. <laughs> My kids don't won't, won't just sort of eat walnuts as they are, but they will eat them if they're ground up into things like bliss balls. I throw a few into a smoothie. Um, sometimes you can put them into baking, um, but when you do cook um, or heat these nut, these nuts and seeds, that does affect 
the omega-3 um, levels. So that's, that's another kind of consideration. The good news for vegetarians and vegans is that there are, there, there are becoming more and more algal or algae oil supplements on the market that are um, that that are sort of on par with fish oil supplements in terms of the amount of EPA and DHA they contain. Um, so that is really good news. The algae oil supplements never used to get even get close to the amount of EPA and DHA that are contained within fish oil supplements. So if you are vegetarian, um, and particularly if your child needs that extra support with their skin health, with their brain, their concentration, their learning, their nervous system, um, inflammation levels, then you might want to look at an algal oil, an algae oil supplement that has really good levels of the EPA and the DHA. Again, if you're wanting access to good quality supplements, you can book even just an express consultation with one of our naturopaths over at Natural Super Kids all online and we can hook you up with a, um, a prescription to some high quality algae oil supplements. Okay, let's move on to iodine. Iodine is a mineral um, and it's it's a tricky one to get enough of in our diets. Look, soil, um, you know, soil does contain some iodine, but here in Australia, as well as many other Western countries, the iodine levels in our soil is really low. And so it doesn't go through to, you know, the plant foods that we eat. Iodine sources are mainly coming from the sea, the ocean, the fish and the seafood. And again, obviously they're not in a vegetarian diet, but also the good news is you can get the iodine through sea vegetables and seaweeds. So just a bit about um, iodine. And then I can, I'll go into a couple of little practical tips on ways to get extra iodine into your, your kids' diets when they're not eating the fish and seafood. And let's face it, even kids that aren't vegetarian, um, there's lots of kids out there that don't like or won't eat fish or seafood anyway. So um, this is really important to, to understand. So iodine, as I said, is a mineral. Um, it, it has a, a really important role to play in brain development and cognitive function. So learning, concentration. There's been some research to suggest that um, that iodine deficiency leads to lower IQs. So it has that direct impact on your child's intelligence in a way because of that important role that it plays in brain development and cognitive function. Kids that are that have learning difficulties, concentration difficulties, you know, you want to be thinking about iodine. Look, iodine is a mineral you do want to be careful with. You don't want to be supplementing without knowing your child's iodine levels or without some professional support. Um, but you can definitely start to be proactive in including some more iodine-rich foods in your kid's diet. And as I said, the seaweeds or sea vegetables are great here. So things like nori, which is the seaweed that is made that is used for in sushi, wakame, kelp, um, and there's you know others as well. These are some of the more easy to source seaweeds. You can get them from health food stores, um, from supermarkets. You know, the, the little seaweed snacks are becoming more popular in supermarkets, although they generally contain vegetable oils, canola oil, sunflower oil, which isn't great. You can toast your own nori sheets that you use for seaweed. Um 
as opposed to buying those little seaweed snacks. It's the same thing. And then you don't have those inflammatory oils used in that sort of baking process. Um, So getting more seaweed into your kid's diet, whether that is through those seaweed snacks, whether it is through sushi, you can add seaweed to things like soups and stews. um, And you can even just sprinkle things like wakame flakes or um, changing habits does a really good seaweed salt, which has some natural iodine added to the salt um, via the seaweed. And things like wakame flakes, you can just sprinkle a little bit over dinner um, and it just adds a little bit of salty flavor. So that's a really good way to get some extra iodine into your family's diet. Now, last but not least is calcium. Calcium is another important mineral. Look, this this one we want to be thinking about if our kids are not having dairy. And obviously that applies to vegan diets, but also maybe vegetarian diets where you're not having dairy for whatever reason, um, sensitivities, intolerances, allergies, that sort of thing. So calcium, really important for, of course, we all know that bro- bone growth and development and also the he- healthy teeth. Um, calcium is involved in, but also calcium is is needed for healthy muscles. Um, it works with magnesium for that contraction and relaxation sort of process to be happening, um, and also healthy nerve function. So it's more than just healthy bones that calcium is sort of involved in and responsible for. Now, it is possible to get enough calcium through the diet without having dairy products in the diet. Um, So dairy products, all dairy products are a really great source of calcium, milk and yogurt and and butter and cheese um, and cream all contain good levels of calcium. Um, But obviously, you know, if you're on a on a um, strict plant-based diet, a vegan diet, or as I said, if there's intolerances or sensitivities, dairy may have been removed from the diet. And so when it comes to non-dairy sources of calcium, there is still a lot. Some of my favorites um, are sardines, um, canned sardines, canned salmon. You know, salmon when you buy it in tins and it's got the little bones in it, do not throw those bones away. Mash that with the salmon. Um, and look, canned salmon can be a really good healthy alternative to canned tuna. It is a little bit more fishy, but if you add it, you know, mash it with some avocado um, and maybe a little bit of healthy mayonnaise. You know, that often kids won't even tell on a sandwich. So canned sardines and canned salmon and fresh sardines and fresh salmon um, are good sources of calcium. Now, of course, I just wanted to mention those because they are um, some of my favorite, but if you're not eating fish and seafood, um, if you're vegetarian or vegan, uh, then that's not going to be applicable, is it? Um so some plant-based sources of calcium that I love are sesame seeds and tahini, which is the paste made out of sesame seeds. Um, just a little tip here, the unhulled sesame seeds are much higher in calcium than the hulled sesame seeds. So um, buying that unhulled tahini and you can pop that into dips. I mean, it's a classic ingredient in things like hummus where you're getting the chickpeas for the protein Um, and you can even um, use things like white beans uh, for 
um, hummus, which are a good source of calcium as well. Um, and you can also use things like tahini in in uh, stir-fry sauces or salad dressings. So that's a really great ingredient to incorporate for that high calcium level and also a fairly good source of protein for vegetarians too. Nuts. Um, And soy products are great sources of calcium as well. So things like almonds and Brazil nuts and pistachios are the highest nuts when it comes to calcium, but also things like walnuts, macadamias, hazelnuts, and even peanut butter um, and cashew butter um, are, you know, good sources of, of calcium as well. When it comes to soy products, things like soy milk, tofu, tempeh and adami are good sources of calcium. And then the green leafy vegetables, things like parsley and spinach and broccoli and rocket, uh, dark salad greens um, are good sources of calcium, but a lot of kids won't you know, eat a lot of those green leafy vegetables. But if you can just get little bits in here and there, that can really help. Uh, dried figs are a great source of calcium as well. So that can make a really good snack or you can pop those into muesli bars or bliss balls or baking um, to up the calcium intake of uh, your your child's snacks as well. So you can get enough calcium without dairy products, um, but you just do need to be mindful, which is what this episode is all about, of getting more of these sources of calcium into your kids' diets. Now, I also just want to say if you're a club if you're a Natural Super Kids Club member that is listening to this, we have lots of resources that go into this in more depth. I mean, we have recipes. We we created a recipe bundle specifically for um those those people that are not having dairy in their diet and are worried about calcium levels. So we've got our fig oat bars as part of that bundle, and there's other recipes in there as well. And also we have cheat sheets such as um, dairy-free sources of calcium. We have an iron um, cheat sheet as well talking about both supplements and dietary sources of iron. And we've got a fairly new cheat sheet, which was alternatives to fish and seafood, um, which which sort of lays out some of these nutrients that are contained within fish and seafood, um, like omega-3, like iodine, that you and, and other sources, alternative sources for when your family doesn't eat fish or seafood. So just to let you know, those there's those extra re- resources if you're a club member. If you're not a club member and that sounds like, oh, I might be interested in in those sorts of things, then you can pop your name on the wait list. I'll pop a link in the show notes of this episode um, and we will let you know when the doors next open to the club. And the Natural Super Kids Club is it's really a one-stop shop for busy mums who want to want to raise healthy and happy kids and want to boost their kids' health and nutrition. We have recipes and cheat sheets and videos and naturopathic support and a beautiful community over there as well. Um, we will be opening the doors to the club at the end of very end of March, so it's not actually too long away now. Um, so pop your name on the wait list if you're at all interested in hearing more about the club. I really hope this was helpful. I thought this episode would go for a bit shorter, but we're 
um, we're at our sort of normal length anyway. If you have any questions, um, I would love to hear from you. Uh, send me a message on Instagram over at Natural Super Kids, um, and yeah, I can I can share some answers to any questions that you have with you, or maybe even publicly on on my stories. Um, because if you've got a question, then there are potentially other people that have questions on vegetarian diets for children. As I've said multiple times, I do recommend getting, you know, some professional support if you're looking at sort of filling the gaps with any of these nutrients with supplements, um, or if you just want that sort of support and guidance to make sure that you're doing all of the right things if your kids are vegetarian, or maybe you're planning to sort of start to transition to a vegetarian diet. We would love to support you over at Natural Super Kids. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I'll be back next week. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Head on over to our website, naturalsuperkids.com, for the show notes for this episode as well as a whole heap of inspiration to help you raise healthy and happy kids. I'll see you next week. Before you go, don't forget about my free online on-demand masterclass, Three Simple Ways to Naturally Boost Your Kid's Immunity to Avoid a Winter Full of Sickness. I'm sharing my practical tips on ways that you can strengthen your whole family's immune system to avoid the onslaught of winter infections so your family can stay healthy and well this winter. You can sign up at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune.